SMS SAFM now on 41391. Late Night Conversations with Patricia Anduli, Monday to Thursday, 10 p.m. till midnight. This episode of uh, Civic Education is proudly brought to you by the SABC Radio Education at SAFM in partnership with the Government Employees Pension Fund, GEPF, Enriching Minds, Enriching Lives. Well, today we're going to be uh, talking about uh, something that's quite interesting, something that I think everyone should be aware of, um, especially if they are part of uh, the Government Employees Pension Fund, and uh, that is the Children's Pension on Government Employees Pension Fund. Now, sometimes you find that a member of the GEPF passes on and their children or their child, um, can they apply for a pension? Um, and, and in other words, if one of the parents dies and the other is still alive, um, traceable or not, the children or the child can apply for a child's pension. This is according to GEPF. And uh, this is unlike in the past where proof of both parents' death was required in order for the child or children to apply for the pension. This is very exciting. And that's why we've got uh, Mpokuzwayo. Mpokuzwayo is uh, the client liaison officer at a GEPF, and he's going to be shedding a bit of light on this matter. Mpo, thank you very much for joining us. Good evening, Patricia. Thank you very much. Thank you, listeners. Now, Mpo, from the GPF side, I mean, talk to us about the child's pension. What exactly is it, um, especially now that the, the terms of it have changed? Okay, a child's pension is the benefit which is not contributed for, uh, and it's a benefit that kids are duly obliged to apply for when one of the parents who's working for government has passed on. Simple as that. Um, when when were the changes initiated, and why these changes? Because previously you'd have to bring proof of both parents being deceased, and sometimes if a parent is not traceable, then it becomes a bit difficult for the child to claim. Okay, the rules were amended as of the first of June, twenty eighteen. Uh, as you already explained, that prior to that, both parents could have passed on, but now, as of first of June, twenty eighteen, it's one parent. If passes away in working for government, then we are able to pay child's pension. Uh, in this slide, it was to bridge the gaps that were identified in the implementation and processing of the old orphan's pension. As you clearly said that previously, uh, people were complaining about single parenting, as we know in our society. So the GPF decided to change the wording from orphan's pension to child's pension to say, it will pay out as long as there's a member of the government pension fund passes away, either an active member or a pensioner. I'd like to uh, remind our A-teamers that we are speaking about um, the child pension from uh, the government um, uh, GEPF and what we want you A-teamers to do is call in and ask your questions while we still have Umpo Kuzwayo, the client liaison officer from the GEPF. The number to call in on is 011-714-2006. You can also SMS on 41391. SMSs are charged at 1 Rand 50. WhatsApps go to 0614 104, 107. Mpo, can you please define for us what what a beneficiary is? Okay, a beneficiary it's a effectual or a effectual dependent 
to the deceased pensioner or member or a child who's also age-dependent. When you talk of factual dependence, it's more of you taking care of the child of your sister or your aunt. You are factually dependent on this person. Now, with the children that we are talking about for the pension fund, are these children also going to be, uh, have to be under this particular definition? Yes, but there are kids kids who are biological children. Remember, there might be sexual children that are adopted by the member in terms of sexual dependency. And there are biological children of the member or a pensioner in wedlock and out of wedlock, as long as they can prove that they are biological children of the deceased member or pensioner. Hmm. Very interesting. So it's not necessary that they have to be written down as beneficiaries, but if they can prove that they are children of uh, the deceased who was a member of the GPF, then they can be able to claim. Yes. Let, let me go here now. What are the qualifying criterias when it comes uh, to child dependents and beneficiaries when, when you are claiming? Okay. For starters, in terms of child's pension, for you to qualify, child's pension pays between the ages of zero up to 22 years of age, irrespective of your skilling or not. As long as you are a child, of the deceased member or pensioner and you're between the ages of 0 and 22, you qualify to get the benefit. And then if the child is disabled and the proof of disability is up to infinity, it does not have any age restrictions. Oh, this is very, very good. I mean, these changes are, are, are really accommodating, especially looking at what uh, we are facing as South Africans. Please highlight the aims of this initiative. Uh, the aim is, as I said, the implementation came about that orphan's pension was more disadvantageous to the children. Hence, we changed from orphan's pension to child's pension. Because remember, in terms of orphan's pension, both parents could have passed on for you to qualify to earn the benefit of orphan's pension. But since the inception of child's pension, we now only look at the deceased member or pensioner for a child to qualify. What happens, if a member or a pensioner passes away prior or passed away prior to the date the new rules came into effect? What will happen to the children then? Uh, unfortunately, they will fall under the orphan's pension in terms of the old rules, meaning that both parents could have passed on for them to qualify. But on the current juncture of child's pension, is we're no longer looking at both parents passing on. If one parent who's a pensioner or a government employee passes on, then we pay child pension to the qualifying beneficiaries or, or children. Now, now, for the benefit of those who are listening, could you kindly tell us what the cutoff date was for those who uh, fell in uh, the previous orphan's uh, pension as opposed to the new child's pension? It was the 30th of May 2018. And actually, uh, just to add on that, offense pension started on the 1st of December 2002. But the rules, as were the way, is they were only favoring children where both parents have passed on. 
But because of the changes of, of, of child's pension, should a, 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 one of the members of pensioners pass on after the 30th of May as of the 1st of June, then these children will qualify now for child's pension. And another important thing is all those kids who are any orphan's pension, prior child's pension, their benefits were converted, all of them, into child's pension. I've got a question here, Paul, from uh, one of our A-teamers via WhatsApp, uh, via WhatsApp and uh, um, it's Kat, who's in uh, Peter Maritzburg. Kat says, hi, Patricia, great topic. I am a GEPF member for more than 25 years. I don't have dependent children um, that are, uh, they are adults now, but I have a widowed mother who is 100% dependent on me. If I pass away before her, she cannot claim a monthly pension from my GEPF contributions, which doesn't make sense if you compare with this child pension. Who will then take care of my mother? As, as, as a member of the GEPF, hence we stress importantly to that members must have what we call a nomination form, a nomination of beneficiaries, where you must nominate. There must always be a nominee for us to pay out your pension fund directly to your beneficiaries in terms of the nomination form. Let me remind you, A-teamers, that we are speaking to Paul Kuzwaya, who's client liaison officer at the Government Employee Pension Fund, GEPF, and we are talking about the child pension Please do call in on 011-714-2006 if you have questions around the child's pension or SMS 41391. You can also WhatsApp 0614-104-107 with your questions and voice notes. Mpo, if you could kindly explain what happens if there is a remainder of uh, the benefit? Well, in terms of child's pension, there's no, there's no remainder. The only thing that might happen, there might be a scenario that there's a child who comes after all the children are accommodated and paid. Then this child comes after. What we do, we do what we call a redistribution. But this child will not benefit from the beginning. He or she will benefit only where she or he starts claiming. So it won't be backdated, but it will then just come out from when they start claiming. Is there a limit as to how many children um, can benefit from the pensions, uh, um, from the child's pension? No, there's no limit. Um, there is a calculation that we do that the more the children, in terms of percentages, the more, the lesser the money they'll receive. The lesser the children, the more money they will get. For example, if there is a spouse which is still alive, will be earning a spouse's pension. One and two children will earn 25%. Three will earn 16.67%. Four, 12.5%. Five and more will be 10% each. And then if there's no spouse, the first four children, if, if the children are only four, they'll each earn 25%. Five, 20%. Six, 16.6%. So as, as the children become more, then the, the, the percentage of the earning or the benefit also reduces to accommodate all the children. Let me go to the lines. I've got Ndombi who's holding. Good evening, Ndombi. Good evening. How are you? Um, my name is Ndombi. Yes, hi, Ndombi. Hi, Ndombi. 
I would like to know uh, my child is now 11 and when the father passed on the child was 7 the child, they said the child still has 12 years for schooling so they they kept the money because the child was still underage and the, the child was the father did write the child at GEPF but then now what I want what, what I want to know is it is are we, is the child supposed to claim the money only when the child is 18 and that question number two does the money is the money going to remain the same amount uh, I don't know how many years ago now 18 I don't know, the child was seven then, eh? but now the child is 11. So we haven't, we didn't claim anything from that money. We were told it's going to something called guardian fund at the high court. It will be kept there until the child is 18. I just want to know what's going to, is it, are we going to get it being the same amount or what is going to happen? Thank you, Ndombi. Let's allow Mpo to respond. Please listen on your radio. Um, Mpo, you've heard the two questions posed by Ndombi. Could you kindly respond? Okay. On, on, on the first one, is this child would not qualify for child's, for child's pension and neither orphan's pension because one parent is still alive. Depending when the father of the child passed on. If the father of the child passed on, let's say, after 1st June 2018, then this child could have qualified for child's pension. But if the father passed on prior this date, 1st June 2018, so this child could not qualify for orphan's pension. The second question is the money that we pay to the masters of, of the high court. The parent has the right to go and claim according to the procedures of the master of the high court. Yes, the money that's sitting at, 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 at the masters of the high court and interest is not static. If you can afford the child on schooling and all other basic needs, you can leave the money up to 18 years for it to grow. But it does not restrict you that you only get the money at the ages of, of 18. You can even go now as a guardian of the child to claim school fees and other necessary things for the child. So in, in the case of Ndombi, if she decides that she might need to claim for certain elements of the child's welfare and upbringing, will they always be, um, um, you know, someone or a way to account for whatever is left over so that the child can get the lump sum perhaps uh, at the age of 18? Yes, the master is the one that runs the account on, on, on the child's behalf. Hence, the money is paid at the guardian's fund at the master of the high court. That's where you must go claim it. As soon as the child is under 18, we don't pay directly to the child. We pay to the master of the high court in the guardian's fund. I think that's also very good security because we've heard of stories of uh, guardians who would then squander this money and children are not able to be looked after after that. Mpo, with with regards to the process that Ndombi might have to follow or anyone like Ndombi when they go to the master's office, what is that process? The process is run, unfortunately, strictly by the master. The only thing that you need to do, like Ndombi, if she wants to do the claim, she must just come to the GPF and will provide what we call a master's letter to show that the money was paid for this child and this child is linked under this guidance. Let's say this child, as she says, she's 11, he or she's 11. Then don't be in this instance, 
must be the one who was registered as a guardian with the GPF when it paid out to be registered as the master. Then Tombi has the right to come to the GPF, request the master's letter, and goes to the master. And the master will tell them the procedure of how to claim the money on a yearly basis or monthly basis. It will depend how the master works. I've got another one here from uh, a uh, WhatsApp from Prince Mashamba. Prince Mashamba says, my father passed away in 1994 and all the children were above the age of 22 years and my mother is not working. So do we get the benefits for from uh, GPF? In, in terms of the age of 22 years, over 22 years, if the kids were nominated on the nomination of beneficiaries, Yes, their money could have paid to the master if they were under age, but if they are over the age of 18, it pays directly. Then the benefit on the mother, the mother would also get a portion of the lump sum. Then the mother will end on a monthly basis what we call spouse's pension. So if the mother is still alive, for example, the mother will end spouse's pension. If the kids, as of the 1st of June 2018, are between the ages of 0 or 22, then the kids will also earn a child's pension on a monthly basis. And what they need to do is go to your offices, I suppose, to uh, get the correct forms. You can go on our website and download the form that is called CHP1 for child's pension. Well, I want to get to the to the forms, um, but I'll do so after this. I got another question here from an anonymous uh, A-teamer who says, can Mpo please repeat the issue of uh, child pension in the case um, that I have a disabled child? Okay. In terms of a disabled child, Patricia, the, a disabled child does not have age restriction. It's up to infinity. As long as the child meets the criteria set out by the GPF, for disability. For example, if you have a doctor's report and a SASA letter to say that this child is a disabled child who earns the SASA money for disability, then that child will be regarded as disabled and the benefits are not age-restricted. They are up to infinity. There's no age in terms of disability of the beneficiaries. Mpo, um, you were talking about the application forms that are, you can get on your website, and uh, you mentioned some of the forms. Please tell us the difference between the CHP1 form um, and the Z143 form. Okay. The CHP1 form is strictly for child's pension. The Z143 is for what we call spouse's pension. But previously, on orphan's pension, we were using the Z143 for two roles, for spouse's pension and orphan's pension. You can still use the Z143 for orphan's pension. It will get, when it gets in, into the GPS, then we'll convert it into the CHP1. But I advise members to strictly look for the CHP1 as it's specifically created for child's pension payment. All right. And, and uh, for, for the... For the application process, I think this is one of the most important uh, things that people need to understand. So how does one go about applying for the child's pension? If you have a member who was active in terms of the GPF members as government employees who passed on after the 1st of June 2018 and you haven't yet claimed child's pension, you need to download the form CHP1 
then there must be attachments which go with the form. For example, the death certificate of the deceased member, the ID copy of the deceased member, uh, the ID copy of the guardian if the child is under 18, uh, the guardian report or proof of guardianship that must come to the GPS, the bank details of the guardian, and the birth certificate of the child. But if the child is over 18, then the child will complete the form himself or herself, then attach similar documents besides the guardian document. In terms of like the bank form, the bank form will be her banking details or his banking details because the child will be over 18. Another question. Uh, this one uh, says, uh, good evening. Thank you for such an informative show. We appreciate it. Can the children of the deceased passed in uh, 2003 who were already a pensioner, retired and uh, a GPF recipient, the wife passed on in 2008. Can the children get this benefit since the father was a GPF recipient if two of the children are over 22? If the children are over 22, they no longer qualify for the benefit because the, the benefit in terms of age is between the, the ages of zero and 22 years of age. Excellent. Um, Paul, because of time, we're going to have to cut uh, our, our interview a bit short. However, I know that next week we are going to have another uh, informative uh, interview with uh, the GPF. Could you kindly give us uh, contact details of how we can be able to get in touch for more information? Okay. Uh, our call center number is 0800-117-669. That's the call center number, 800 117-669 or you can send an email to inquiries, small letters at gepf.co.za or you can go on our website www.gepf.co.za or we have a Twitter handle which is at gepf sa Thank you so very much and Paul, really appreciate uh, the time and the information you've given us looking forward to next week Thank you very much, Patricia. This uh, feature was proudly brought to you uh, by, um, uh, you know, by the SABC Radio Education at SAFM in partnership with the Government Employees Pension Fund, Enriching Minds, Enriching Lives. Please uh, do remember those uh, GPF uh, contact details. They've got regional client service centers in all nine provinces of South Africa and seven satellite offices designed specially for your needs. To find out more, the GPF has a national toll-free call center number, which is 0800 117 669. That's 0800 117 Calls to this number are free from any telecom line. You can send an email to them as well um, at inquiries at gepf.co.za or visit the GPF website, which is www.gpf.co.za. The GPF's Twitter handle is at gpf underscore sa.